Today we talk about a very challenging topic, secondary cardiovascular prevention. I would like to welcome our guest, Ulrich Laus, Professor of Cardiology at Leipzig University, Germany. Thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your insight. Pleasure to be here. Hi. At the European Atherosclerosis Society's annual meeting, you held a lecture during the ESC-EAS joint session about the novelties of the Society's prevention guideline, focusing on secondary prevention. What are the five main pillars of secondary prevention? I think we have exciting news that are clinically relevant on top of lifestyle intervention and the basis regarding data on hypertension, data on arthrothrombosis, inflammation, metabolism, and importantly, lipoproteins. Let's delve into the details. What's new and important in hypertension management? The new guidelines recommend starting with combination treatment on level one for patients with uncomplicated hypertension This is uh, the combination of um, ACE inhibitors with calcium antagonists or ACE inhibitors or angiotensin receptor antagonists with diuretics or calcium antagonists with diuretic. Then on level two, if this is not sufficient, the three components are combined. And importantly, guidelines recommend to use combination tablets to reduce the number of tablets. The second uh, piece of new information is that renal denervation um, that had some, some exciting studies years ago, then we had a neutral study, and now we have some positive studies. So maybe renal denervation will be back in the future. What is novel in anti-atherothrombosis treatment? The guidelines recommend that in addition to aspirin, We use a second component. This can either be for high-risk patients, a second antithrombotic agent or a low-dose 10A inhibitor, Rivaroxaban, based on the COMPASS study. However, it is important for each patient to assess the bleeding risk versus the ischemic risk to come to an individualized decision here. Inflammation is, is an area what is a little bit alien to most of us. Uh, what do we know about it and why is it important? Well, from pathophysiology, we know that inflammation is important for arthrosclerosis. So the concept is, can we tackle inflammation to have a new area of prevention on top of blood pressure, lipids, diabetes, all our known risk factors? Now, how to do this is a matter of debate. We have seen some studies on colchicine that have been positive. However, mortality was not reduced. So maybe interleukin-6 could be a future target that is currently tested. Interleukin-6 can be measured, and there is a new antibody available that is tested in the Zeus study, patients with renal failure. So this is something to look out for in the future. And metabolism is a huge area from diabetes to obesity, what we know very important cardiovascular risk factors. So what are the novel things here? Well, I think all of you have heard a lot about the positive studies with the SGLT2 inhibitors. Um, we have um, five um, reagents that have shown to lower glucose in patients with type 2 diabetes to reduce heart failure hospitalizations, to prevent 
renal failure and to reduce mortality. And we have seen that these effects are also present in patients without diabetes. So they have emerged as a new class. Secondly, we have seen that GLP-1 receptor agonists also reduce cardiovascular endpoints in patients with type 2 diabetes. So second important novel option. Now for the future, I expect that obesity will become a major topic for prevention because we are now seeing studies using, using high-dose GLP-1 receptor agonists um, reporting profound reduction of weight. And until now, we did not have a pharmacotherapy that was safe from a cardiovascular point of view and effective over time. So I expect that this will be a future um, a topic, pharmacotherapy for obesity. What can we tell to our diabetologist colleagues with regard to metformin with these high-risk cardiovascular uh, patients? Well, um, actually, uh, also in, in 2019 already, the guidelines of the European Society of Cardiology um, recommended uh, for patients with established atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease to use um, GLP-1 receptor um, um, uh, 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 SGLT2 um, antagonists or GLP-1 receptor agonists as first-line therapy um, before using uh, metformin. The reason for this recommendation is that for this important group of patients, we do not really have good data for metformin. See, And last but not least, of course, lipoproteins. So how do we stand in this field? How can we improve cardiovascular prevention? Yeah, lots of exciting news on uh, the effects of lipid lowering at the EAS Congress. We pointed out the importance of the lifelong exposure to high cholesterol and the opportunity to detect, especially patients with familiar hypercholesterolemia early. We have seen new studies using intracoronary imaging, the Peckman study and the Huygens study, showing that potent LDL lowering in patients with an acute coronary syndrome stabilizes plaques. So this is the mechanism um, that we had always expected. Now it's really shown within the blood vessel, which is really supporting the EIS-ESC recommendation for low LDL levels, especially in patients with acute coronary syndromes. And we have additional novel options um, that are under investigation with regard to high triglycerides and lipoprotein little a. The studies are ongoing. We have a new option for patients that have elevated triglycerides and are in secondary prevention using isolated um, an isolated omega-3 fat, uh, fatty acid uh, preparation in the reduced study. We saw a 25% risk reduction also of cardiovascular mortality. And overall, I think this would be my, 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 my take home. Um, the field of lipid lowering is moving into an arena that we are familiar with from hypertension or diabetes. And that is using combination therapy early, ideally in fixed dose combination that have become available and also the prices have, have gone down dramatically. So use statin plus azetamide or azetamide bampedoic acid combinations 
early on, like we have learned this in hypertension, and also to use early combination um, with PCSK9 inhibitors in the high-risk patients with the high LDL, not to lose time. I liked very much uh, one of your uh, analogies uh, during this lecture. You said that the high-risk patients are the low-hanging fruits of cardiovascular prevention. What do you think here? Uh, how can we reach this fruit? So I think we should not overlook patients that have atherosclerotic disease. For example, uh, young patients with myocardial infarction and have high LDL. The benefit here is tremendous. Of course, other patients benefit as well, but especially if access to some of the novel therapy is limited because the prices are still high, prices have already come down. They will come down even further over the next years. But at the moment, for example, PCSK9 targeted therapies can be expensive. So we should definitely treat uh, patients um, that have high LDL, that are young, and that have this extremely high risk. All together, what do you think? What was the message of the symposium? Well, we pointed out the lifelong importance to exposure to blood pressure um, and, and LDL cholesterol. I think we have to learn that atherosclerosis is a preventable disease. This is also something we need to communicate. And third, with regard to strategy, both in hypertension diabetes and in lipid lowering use modern combination therapy early thank you for the conversation